To have passion in life is everything. What's your Everest? Oh, is it yeah. that 200 inch box? They just look so impressive when they're wide. Especially running away. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Eastman's Elevated. It's like a think tank for outdoor activity. Sounds exactly like my hunting. Just always thinking about it, always trying to evolve it and make it better. Here's your host, Brian Barney. Hey, what's happening, guys? I uh, got a special Eastman's Elevated Sunday edition for you. So uh, I thought I'd sit down and do another solo podcast. Um, been having fun doing these, and um, it's just staying in the practice of recording these. And, and um, so I want to do like solo episodes like every four to six episodes. Um, so just get on the mic and uh, talk to you about what I'm thinking about, what I'm working on, and and pass it on. I had a couple different ideas for podcasts today, so I wasn't sure if I was going to do a spring bear one, but we're just a touch early, like a month away from that, or do one on mental toughness. And mental toughness, I know a lot of my solo podcasts turn into like motivational speeches, but I'm just talking on on what I'm experiencing and, and what I'm going through and what I'm thinking about at the time. So I thought I'd do it on uh, mental toughness and uh, give you some motivating factors for me and where I'm at and goals for this season and just see where uh, see where my solo conversation with you guys leads. So um, sponsor for today's show is Eastman's Hunting Journals. Uh, Eastman's Hunting Journal, just the company I work for that supports this podcast. They're just so good to me and, and have such a belief in me and the, the podcast and um, treat me so well. So just such a great group of guys and, and they really are true to their mission statement of trying to make Western hunters better. Um, so whether it's the magazines, the the TV show on the Outdoor Channel, uh, the uh Beyond the Grid show, this podcast, I mean, you name it, we're constantly trying to evolve and get better and, and put out the best possible content we can to you guys. So um, just a great company, and I, I'm really fortunate to, to be part of it. Um, and with that, let's get this thing rolling. I mean, I'm already talking, thought I'd do the intro and the, the podcast all as one and and just get rolling. So, gosh, I've just been thinking about my mental game so much and just how it's like the the keystone of skills that you need. And over the years, I think it's been my key to success, at least consistent success. Um, you know, uh, your mental strength can just, it, it can push you to, to push your limits both physically and mentally. It, um, so it, so it makes you go hard. Like you, you set this goal in mind and then and then you prepare for it and you train for it. And then when you get there in the moment, um, you let it all hang out. You put everything out there. And so um, I've just been thinking about it and, and thinking about over the years and the successes I've had. And I, I mean, I've had a good run since I've committed to my bow and arrow. I've just had consistent success on Pope and Young trophies and Boone and Crockett trophies. And I usually end up with three to five trophies with my bow every year. And, and I, you know, a lot of years I'll go a hundred percent on my tags. Uh, you know, every tag I have, I'll fill out with a quality animal. And, um, recently I've been taking more chances on tags, getting them a little bit more aggressive on my applications and also like setting my goals a little bit higher, uh, being okay. If I don't come home with a, with a buck, I want it to be the buck that I'm after that I, that I've set my sights on. Um, so I ate a couple tags this past year. Um, I actually ate three tags, which is, which, um, you know, never, 
I, I never like to eat tags. Like I'm, I'm out here working hard to accomplish my goals. And, and this being said, like I, you've also heard me talk about how you can get, um, you can get too tunnel vision towards your goals where you're not embracing the experience. And that's not me, but like I tell you guys, I love to be immersed in the challenge. And, um, I, I, I love to, I love to be doing it. I love to be trying to kill that that six or seven year old mule deer, looking for that right one. And and it seems like the higher you set your goals, the more difficult the challenge is, which in turn the more it means to you when you accomplish it. So, like I I always feel weird talking about trophy hunting and telling you guys like I I want to kill a three fifty bull or I want to kill a two hundred inch mule deer. But these are just goals, and this is what motivates me. And and it's not that shooting a, a lesser buck like a hundred and sixty inch buck is a trophy, hundred eighty inch buck is a trophy. You know I just know what I'm capable of, and I know you know the opportunities that I can create. I know I can find a two hundred inch deer, and I know I can stalk and kill him. So that's where I want to set my goals and. And immersed in this difficult challenge is what I enjoy the most. And and like putting yourself through these struggles, uh, learning to suffer, like um, just the the more you go through on a hunt like this and the more you put into it, I say the more it means to you. And so I love setting these lofty goals and then working towards them. And it like when I set a next level goal, like I want to kill this giant mule deer of this many inches. You know, I know the hard work that goes into killing a decent six point or even a good six point, killing a a trophy six point bull, you know, without some special tag all on, you know, general season units um, with high pressure. You know, that's that's extremely difficult. Like in my mind, one of the most difficult things you can do and you have to to totally commit yourself to that to be able to achieve it. And even still, you might come up short. Um, and, And that's. You know, that's what I love about it. That's um, what I embrace about about hunting is I love setting these goals and working hard towards them. And and I love sacrificing, you know, sacrificing like I feel like, you know, and you guys have heard me like I'm so lucky and fortunate that I have this passion, this thing that I love to do. And I love being out in nature and I love challenging myself. And and I think us as humans are designed for struggle. And, and we've got to find something to struggle at. And, and everyday life is pretty comfortable. I've got running water in my house. I get shower. I got a steamer for that matter. You know, I got laundry. Like I, I can do anything. I've got vehicles. I can travel. Like life is, is pretty easy. And so I've got to find a place to create this struggle. And, and in it is my, my backcountry bow hunting is what I found that I love to do. Um, so I've been thinking about my mental game and just you know, there's, there's levels to it. And, um, I see other guys that are more committed to their, you know, to, to whatever it is that they're accomplishing. Like I watched this documentary the other day. Um, it was named, uh, let's see, what was it? Murrow or Maru or something like that. It had, um, Conrad Anker, Jimmy Chin and Renan, uh, Ozturk, um, these three climbers. And they, it was a documentary style to climb this face, be the first ascent up this face. And it's like, um, the, this gnarly face of high altitude and, um, technical climbing. And these guys committed themselves and like, um, I mean, they've got families, they, they love life to the fullest, but they're able to totally commit themselves to this challenge and push the absolute red line for just days on end to climb this face and, and really putting their lives at danger. I mean, there was just a young climber that died the other day. He was like a phenom, 
um, like 25 or 26. He died on a first ascent. But these guys, their level of commitment to to their passion was just absolutely amazing. Uh, this mountaineering um, and, and then this technical climbing up this face and just the danger and risk level. And um, they're able to go for it. And um, gosh, I could I, I sure found motivation in it motivated me. It was, um, you know, my wife even looked at me and she knows how committed I am to, you know, to backcountry hunting and how much I love bow hunting and how hard I work at it. And she even looked at me and said, yeah, you're pretty committed, but, you know, there's another level or those guys are even more committed than you. And and she's right. And and not that I want to get to that point where I'm. I'm risking, you know, my personal safety. Like I love life to the fullest and, and my motto is always come back to hunt another day. But um, inside the, the backcountry, there's dangers and you have to fight them head on. And I, I know on every hunt I go on, there's going to be challenges that I, that I didn't figure. And, and those are mental hurdles that I have to get over. And at some points, my life will be put in danger, whether that's lightning storms, whether that's grizzly bears, remote country, uh, uh, rain, snowstorms, like I'm going to be through some gnarly conditions. You know, I trust my skill set and I've got enough wood savvy that I know I can keep myself safe. But, you know, even some of the, the best guys, you know, like, um, Cameron's hunting buddy, uh, Roy Roth, that that died on that sheep hunt a couple of years ago, and and that guy, by the way everybody described him, was incredible. So there are dangers out there, and you you do have to accept that fact. But man, am I am I committed to just get to the woods, and um, it's it's just what I enjoy the most. But if you guys haven't checked out that documentary, it is incredible. Their commitment level is is just something else. And then I I listened to this um. Joe Rogan podcast the other day he did this one with David Goggins and um you talk about a motivational that guy is insane um he, he'll push his body to the point of breaking and like we all have to find our line like I don't I don't want to push so hard that I end up you know dying or I don't want to push so hard that I end up having injuries that set me back but that being said like um uh, I'm I'm willing to commit myself to these this journey and this process and so, um, oh man, I've been, I've been going for 10 minutes rambling about nothing so far, but, um, I promise I have a point. I have a direction where I'm taking this, that, that just mental strength is the keystone to my success. And I have to work on all facets of my archery game, but that all starts and ends with, with my, my mental strength and my mental toughness. And, um, you know, and I push it and I go hard, but like I say, there's levels to it and, and I want to find the next level and the next gear or two more levels or, you know, I just want to, want to work really hard and I want to set up some extremely difficult challenges for myself coming up. I know I've, I've got bear season and I'm going to push really hard bear season. I did not fill my tag last year during bear season. I had to leave about 10 days early to go on that Hawaii trip, which was just awesome. I'm going to do the Hawaii trip again this year. I'm really looking forward to it. And and again, I'm going to miss some of the end of bear season, which is really good. But that just means I need to go hard when it is season. But I, I just see that mental game as such a keystone where... I just want to develop mine even further. Just the belief in myself and the belief... That, that I just want to have that tag in my pocket with my goal set and that I'm dangerous with that tag in my pocket. If I have a muley tag and I'm searching for a big buck, like, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to embrace the experience of having an unnotched tag and I'm not going to settle for a buck that isn't on my list. Like, I know what I'm capable of and I know 
I know what our public lands can produce out there, and I want to push myself to be able to find that next level of buck, like that 200-plus-inch buck or that personal best buck, and I know I can do it um, with the right hunts plan. And so that's what I'm trying to do with my application and uh, just trying to work on my mental game just with my running and, and just not letting myself cheat at all, just day in, day out, be in the hills and be getting in my run. And and um, life is... It's so busy right now. I, I just almost feel overwhelmed with how busy I am. I just, um, God, with my construction job and we've got wintertime jobs finishing up and springtime jobs starting and you get um, so many people that are that are believing on you, believing in you, and, and you have to produce results. You're promised these people their biggest investment of, the, of their life, their house, and, and you're trusted with this and you have to work with them to be able to achieve their goals. And so, you know, I work really hard at that. Um, also got this podcast, which I'm so proud that we've been able to build, but I've got to continue to work hard at it. And um, so, so I've got all these things. I've been extremely busy, but I've just been like making time. I just need to prioritize my time during the day, make sure I'm getting things done, checking things off my list, and, and then also checking things off my personal list, my training. Um, you know, always making sure I'm getting in my runs and my weight training. Um, if I'm going to take my bow shooting to another level and, you know, I need to be shooting my bow every single day and challenging myself too, just not getting stuck in this same old routine of just shooting the same old yardage at the same target, you know, sitting on level ground. Like I need to challenge myself shooting with buddies more and, and, uh, shooting different distances. And I don't want to get caught in like that. I've, I've practiced before all long distances. And then I go into season, like looking for those long distance shots and they're just tough shots to make. Like I, I definitely want to be good in that 40 to 60 range and stock into that, that style range for me. That's, um, that's where I found, you know, the majority of my success. And I've definitely shot a ton of animals under 40 yards too, um, but I just find that as my sweet spot. So I want to be really good there. I want to be 100%. But it it just takes constant work and constant effort and um, making myself do it. And, and even on these runs, it's easy when I have a busy day and I record a podcast and it's, you know, 7.30 at night, 8.30 at night. By the time I get all done and I've been working for 12 hours straight, you know, and I'm, I'm worn out. I'm tired. Um, but you know, I'm going to be worn out and tired on that hunt and I'm going to have to keep going and keep pushing. And, and, um, your, your, your hunt really reflects upon your life. And, um, I, I just want to tackle those same challenges in life of, of getting things done and then making myself run those late nights. And I've been doing a really good job of that. Um, I need to fit in some longer ones. Um, I, I mean, I have got some good longer ones per weekend. I just want to do more and challenge myself more and, and I, I want to do some some extremely difficult runs like those 20 plus milers, you know, and and challenge myself. And I want to top some peaks this summer just here locally in the valley. Like every year I, I try to do the Sphinx and climb that. I think it's 12.8 or something like that from 6,000 feet. Run to the top, climb to the top. But I, I just want to put this this stress on myself and just make myself stronger. I mean, the the more mental fortitude I have, like the 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 more apt I am going to be to to accomplish my goals and I want to come into this season like on another level um so I've just been working on it working on it on my runs working on it in in um my personal life and and you know it's 
not everything is so smooth all the time. Like I've had these issues and problems this last week that have come up that that you just have to tackle and and you have to know that it's coming in life, um, in life and and on hunts. Um, gosh, I've had you know some construction issues and um, man, I messed up on the podcast the other day. I only got my side of the audio, not my guests, and of course it was a big time guess and had to call him and tell him I had made a mistake. And you know, I don't, I, I think I've, I figured out what happened. I think I had some external speakers plugged in, but I hate making mistakes like that. And I try to minimize them, but you know, things are going to come up in life. You're going to make mistakes and, and, and things are going to come up in life. You're going to be really busy. You have to find a way to, to fit things in. And, and you're going to like these challenges that I've been faced with, like in these problems, you know, my own life that I've been faced with, like, you just got to tackle it head on. And it's really easy to just think about those and dwell on those. But uh, I've, I've got a, I've got about a good, a, as good a life as I could ever hope for it just with um, construction, be able to, being able to do a little in the outdoor industry, like a family and my wife and like, like, it's all good. And I get to go on these hunting adventures and fishing adventures all over. And I was born on this American soil where you have opportunity and you can create these things for yourself by just working at them and, and, and hard work, dedication and discipline. And that's just amazing. So, I mean, I've got to continue to look at the bright side and just know that, you know, I'm going to face tough times. I'm going to face, you know, bad situations that I have to make it through and, and, you know, I'm a good person and I make good decisions and I have to live by that. And in a lot of these situations too, like, you know, something I need to work on just in my personal life is like just, um, you know, handling problems as they come, but not dreading them. Like I hate when I, when I dread a problem or I dread the conflict that's coming and I'll sit and worry about it, worry about worst case scenario in the evening. Like I need to change that. Like, uh, when I have a problem in my life, you know, think about it come up with the solution or how I'm going to handle it moving forward and, and move forward with it and make those, make those choices or do whatever, you know, steps that'll take to, to eliminate that problem, but not just sit and dwell on it or let it affect my mood or let it affect my training or my family life. Like that's ridiculous. Um, you know, I'm stronger than that and I'm better than that. And I'm, like I say, I'm, I'm a good person and I always try to do right by people. And I, I try to do, you know, I, I follow the rules as, um, gosh, I, you know, I just, I just have to trust in that and, and trust in that, you know, I'm going to make the right decision. Bad things, bad situations are going to come up. This is how I'm going to handle it the best way I know how and move forward and not dwell on it and not let it affect my mood or anything else. And, um, so it's, it's something I need to work on. Like I say, my hunting life really reflects, uh, my personal life and if and it's hard to focus on hunting and think about hunting and training and all that like when you have problems in your real life right now so like I like I'm getting uh, some perspective on it like um, I I realize that you know if if a marriage isn't going right like it's hard to focus on on your hunting season and training for it or if you don't have that support system or support network in the house so how do you fix that what are the steps to remedy it and that that's not my situation i you know i've got a lot of support and good family life right now but sure i mean problems arise that you have to work through and deal with and um you know also raising uh, raising two girls and you know there's there's going to be issues and you you just try to do the best you can to handle each situation and you're trying to guide them to be 
you know, productive members of society and, and good little adults. And, you know, within that, it isn't, you know, gosh, we're getting into parenting on a hunting podcast, but it really does. Like your hunting life, it, it reflects upon your personal life. And so, you know, you got to get all your personal affairs in order. And so, like, this has given me perspective, like having a, a few things pop up. And I, I don't know why when it, when it rains, it pours. Like when you have one problem in life, it seems like you've got three or four and they all come at once. But you know what? You just handle each one accordingly and uh, make the smartest decisions you can to move forward and handle it. Don't think about it and then move on and then, you know, make sure I, I get in that stuff that really makes me happy, that trail running and that shooting my bow and that improving and thinking about hunting. And, and so, you know, be productive with my day and get things done, but but also make sure that I'm making time for myself. So. It's kind of hard. I'm talking in vague terms and things, but gosh, I, you know, it, it's just, it's such a huge part of the game that, um, you know, I, I think, uh, a lot of guys have, have things that they're thinking about in their, their real life, which doesn't allow them to focus on their true passion and, and what they love to do. And that's where I'm fortunate. I, I spend way too much time thinking about hunting season and hunts and adventures, but that's what drives me. That's what, uh, keeps me happy and makes me happy and I just love challenging myself it you know I'm able to keep myself in really good health and really good shape and and also like that having that passion it does it makes me a better husband and a better father and better at life it makes me better at handling house clients it makes me better at at uh you know conversations over the podcast like it it makes it better at, at all facets of my life so um Oh, here's where I was going to tie that back into hunting too, is like, um, you know, these hunts that we plan and we go on these super adventure hunts or these elk or deer adventures, like you go on those things and it seems like there is always challenges that come up, like every single one of them. Um, very rarely does it go, you know, right to the script of how you planned it and you go there and you shoot this giant buck in the spot you thought you were in the camp that, you know, and, and not have any weather come in or, but there's always these challenges on a hunt and there's challenges that you can't even plan for. You don't know when you're going to be in the, the worst lightning storms of your life or you're going to run head into a, a mon and two cub grizzly bears coming into your camp, but you have to be ready for all those. But like, um, I'm just trying to prepare myself mentally. Like the same thing as having these challenges and these problems that come up in life. Like you're going to have them come up on a hunt. Almost every hunt you go on, like maybe the weather won't be what you expected. Maybe you're going to get some gnarly snowstorms, some gnarly rainstorms, gnarly lightning, grizzly bears. Um, you can't find the animal you're after. You can't find any game. Um, you know, there's, there's too much pressure. There's too much hunting pressure. There's, you know, there's guys breaking the rules, driving a four-wheeler where they shouldn't. You know, whatever the case is, like, you can't even think of, of all the variables that are going to come into a hunt with being successful. But the the one thing that I know is going to happen is I know I'm going to have challenges on my hunt. I mean, there's a, a reason. It's so difficult because of this mother nature and because you're dealing with these animals that have these such keen instincts uh, of evolving thousands of years of uh, avoiding predators. Like... Those animals want to survive back there, and they they have these great senses on them. And to be able to outsmart that, you know, it's not a given. 
It's um, it, it's something you have to, you know, use your assets, use your endurance to be able to stay in there and keep covering country and keep mountaineering through it and and uh, keeping to your goals. You know, for me too is is also not settling. And I I love hunting mule deer and I love hunting elk and and whatever your goal is, it's a trophy. It doesn't matter the size. But when I set forth a goal, I almost feel like I can settle sometimes for less. Like. If I set a goal for a five or six year old mule deer, like well, if I see a four year old good mule deer, oh, I'll give him a try. I'll make a play, and then you know I'll end up shooting him, and I'm happy with the harvest, and it feeds my family throughout the year, and I'm proud of the buck. But also, I settled, like um, you know, I I didn't train all year to settle, and so you know that's something I need to improve on. Like if I don't see the bull I want or the buck I want, I have to be okay with eating a tag. I have to be okay with 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 not completing my goals but you know what like if I give it everything I've got for as many days as I planned you know more times than not I'm gonna achieve my goals I'm gonna find that big bull and like I say I'm dangerous with a tag in my pocket you know with my skill set my knowledge and my experience with a tag in my pocket and a bow in my hands like um I I could achieve anything the possibilities are endless and I have to remember that and just like go nope you know I've shot a lot of bucks that size I don't want to end the hunt this early. I, I want to keep experiencing this. I want to keep traveling country, keep putting this strain on my legs, keep taking my backpack, keep camping. You know, I can I can do better than that buck. I can find an older age class buck or I can find that next level. Like I will see him and I will get my opportunity at him. And just like that, that overall belief in myself and overall belief that, that it'll come together. And I have it. I'm right there. And, you know, I... Like I say, I've, I've harvested good animals. It's just, um, I, I don't know how, I, I always have like this theme to these solo podcasts and I get on this phrase and I can't stop saying that phrase, but there's levels to this game. And I, you know, I, I want to hit that next level. Um, and I, and, and for me, it's just, it's working on my mental strength, like uh, on these embracing the, the suck, embracing the challenge of it, you know, while I'm running, you know, I'm, I'm planning bigger runs and more elevation, and I, I really want to find my limits. Um, you know, when I'm doing pull-ups and I'm in that pain of doing those pull-ups, just embracing it. You know, I, I've been really good at getting workouts, getting my stretching in, getting my run, shooting my bow. Um, I've been really good and disciplined at it because I just realized, like, that discipline and that mental fortitude, that mental strength that I'm building, it's going to pay off come season. Um so I just, I just, I keep at it. So like, um, man, 25 minutes of me rambling about mental strength and, and, uh, where I'm finding strength. But I, I think this is like a super important topic. Um, and, and I know, you know, for me, this is, this is going to be the difference maker. Um, so I, I just want to, I want to be prepared for these challenges I'm going to face on a hunt. And I, I know there's going to be challenges, um, and I don't even know what they're going to be. Um, I, I just know there's going to be challenges and that I have to keep pushing forward and keep pushing hard. And, um, you know, I ate that bear tag last year and year before I killed a beautiful chocolate bear, which was so cool. Um, but I'm, I'm making a really good game plan for this season. I can't wait. It, it opens uh, April 15th. Uh, season goes all the way to June 15th. And um, I get to hunt a lot of evenings for bears, so I need to be um, I need to to be good with 
managing my time throughout the day is uh, wake up early, make sure I'm getting phone calls and, and orchestration and organization done for the business, that I get that taken care of, show up on the job site, help the guys, put in a good day, and then, you know, turn out at, at uh, 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock and get out and, and be bear hunting, you know, pretty much every evening unless I, and if I've got a podcast, like I need to, I need to schedule these podcasts so I do them all one evening and take care of them. Or like I say, I'm waking up early in the morning and I do my editing on the podcast and I get it out there. I do whatever writing I have to do. Um, you know, also, you know, the, the social media, I need to be good at getting posts out there. Like I've kind of got lax on it. Um, you know, I, it's, it's my connection to, to the fan base out there and it's showing off my, my photos and, um, it it's this interaction with with everybody that I need to keep up on and I I I can't be addicted to my phone like I it's such a struggle for me and so like lately on all my runs I've been leaving my phone leaving my music like it just um I've just been one with nature and my thoughts which has been so good for me um yeah I need to leave my phone and be off my phone like that thing is so addictive and and I just can't I can't waste parts of my day you know, I, I love to look at some photos, like, um, guys' Instagram posts are so fun to look at, like, and I can get stuck in that. I can start going through photos and liking and commenting and looking at, and, and I go down this rabbit hole where I can burn 30, 40, 50 minutes on this social media where, you know, that's not good time management for me. And, and sure, there has to be some, some entertainment too, right? So, like, um, you, your whole life can't be you know, you, you've got to sit down at some point and like, uh, uh, reflect upon your day. Or I always use that time too, is I'll, you know, I'll sit down and watch an hour of TV, but I sit down with my wife and spend quality time with her. You know, I just make that time where I sit down at seven, eight o'clock by the time I get done with everything. And some days I don't have time for it. Um, and, and same thing with Instagram. I need to get on that thing once or twice a day. I need to make my posts and I need to support everybody else on there and, and go through posts. And I do enjoy it. It is a form of entertainment for me, but I, I can't be so connected to it that I, that I'm looking at it multiple times a day. So I just need to be better and more disciplined on it. And, and also, you know, text messages and emails and that, like make a time in the day that I answer those back. And, you know, if I don't answer every text back as soon as I get it, like, that's just the way of the world. Like, I can't. If I answer every text back when I get it, I won't get anything done at work. And then I'm being inefficient there. I, you know, so I just need to have a time that I set aside that I go, yep, this is my my hour, this is my half hour I'm going to take right now to answer these emails back, answer these questions, you know, get on my social media, check that, make sure I'm answering questions there, make sure I'm, I'm looking through posts and supporting other hunters and, and, uh, just being, uh, efficient with my time. So, you know, th and this is, this is all, you know, life is just a journey and, 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 uh, backcountry hunting is just a journey or bow hunting is just a journey and you're, you know, I'm always trying to get better. Like I'm trying to get better at this podcast. I'm trying to get better at life. I'm trying to get better at husband and, and a father. And, and I'm trying to get better at, at my bow hunting. Like I'm just like, like this, this life is a gift and like we get one chance at it. And, and also a big part of life too is making yourself happy. Um, you know, you get one chance at life and you weren't put on this world to, to just, uh, work and die like that. That isn't the enjoyment. Like it's embracing family. It's embracing friends and leaving a, an impression on those people that you were a good person and did good things and enjoying your time with them, you know, and it's also chasing the things you love. Um, 
you know, life is so short and we don't like it could be taken away from us tomorrow. We could be in a car wreck and get get in a crash and it could be taken away or gosh, I mean, you could come down with cancer tomorrow. Like, I, I mean, there are no guarantees in this life, like how long you get. And, um, you know, you better find what you really like to do and try to spend time doing that. And, um, you know, you you also can't do it to a fault like I can't. I can't hunt so much to where I'm not taking care of responsibilities. I have this responsibility to support this household, you know, to make money, to pay bills, to give this quality of life, you know. And so, you know, that's part of my responsibility as well. But um, every free moment I get, I'm going to be out and, you know, enjoying something or doing something. And whether that's my trail running, my fishing, my my hunting, my, you know, uh, mountaineering, climbing mountains, you know, whatever it is, like I just want to be out and, and embrace that as much as I can, like, life is so short, like, how many days do you really spend what you love to do, 365 days a year, how many days do you hunt, you know, um, I get to hunt a bunch, I'm so fortunate, like, I don't even have room to complain, I probably get, well, I know I get over 100 days a year, and that's, that's really good, like, over 100 days a year is out of 365, but, like, my dad, um, my dad loves to hunt and fish, but he's just got so busy in his life and things that he's doing. And don't get me wrong. He loves to get out and enjoy things. And he's, you know, he's, he's doing that right now as he's getting out fishing and skiing and, and getting out hunting. But, you know, we looked at last day, last year, how many days he had hunting and he had like five days of hunting out of 365. Like that's not enough doing what you love to do. And, um, so I think you just have to make it a priority in your life. And like the, the key to life, I think, is being happy. You know, so what makes you happy? Being, you know, what makes me happy is, you know, I love to provide for my family and, and friends or I love to spend time with my family and friends. I love to provide for my household and, and have a nice place to live and nice things like I enjoy that. I enjoy being outside and fishing and hunting and I, I enjoy work too. Don't get me wrong. I like working hard. I like coming home tired and working hard on a, uh, on a project like I, I enjoy that too I think I get mental strength from it you know when you're when you're grinding it at work you know it's like sometimes it's not always the the funnest or sometimes it is hard and I'm just trying to embrace anything hard anything challenging anything mentally taxing and I'm trying to gain strength from it get better um but but this life is all a journey and we got to remember that and we got to remember that that we you know, you only get so many years, um, and, and you better spend those years being happy and, and enjoying the things you love to do, enjoying nature and these these expedition hunts, like, are so challenging and so rewarding for me. Like, um, I mean, it's my absolute passion. It's what I love to do. I love the challenge of it, and uh, I love how difficult it is. Like, if it wasn't so difficult, I don't think I'd love it. I'd, I'd be on and find the next thing, and also, the like, the adrenaline rush I get it get from it like the thrill like I haven't found that anywhere that thrill of like working so hard and days on in and backpacking and how many miles and how many elevation to get this one chance to stalk this buck my heart's beating out of my chest you know like I it, it pulses through my veins like that's what I love to do it feels like what I was put on this earth to do and I always say like worth the price of admission and if I get a stalk on my target buck even if I don't kill him like just that that chance to to get that stock on that buck and that thrilling encounter like that's worth the price of admission for me so so that's that's what I love to do and and um you know in this life we're only given so many days weeks months years I'm gonna try to spend as much time 
enjoying life as I can and enjoying that hunt. So anyways, just um, so many random thoughts here coming out. Like, um, again, these these solo podcasts, uh, they can be real informative. Try to keep this one under two hours this time. That last backcountry podcast uh, went close to two hours, but I just had so much information I wanted to put out. But, you know, I, I think everyone's a touch different. And a lot of these I use as a therapy session. So thanks to you guys for sitting on the couch and listening, listening to me talk for an hour. But, you know, it's, um, like I say, life is, we're just all trying to figure it out as we go. And, and these are just thoughts that I have and things that I want to work on and, and, you know, this is my life and, and what I'm, what I'm thinking. And hope, hopefully that, that translates to, to your guys's lives and in your guys's situation. And hopefully that makes you guys a better hunter. I mean, hunting, you know, there is this technical side to it. There's this gear side of it. There's this shooting side. There's so many facets that go into it, but this, this mental game and just kind of wrapping your head around this, this hunting game and even wrapping your head around life and what we really are doing here, I think gives clarity to the situation and, and clarity to what we need to do to, to move forward. I've been holding my cup of coffee here for 30 minutes and haven't taken a sip, so bear with me here. Oh, I do just love coffee. Um, yep, I um, a couple cups of coffee this morning. Busy day today again. Um, you know, I knew I had to get this podcast out. And uh, yesterday, uh, my wife and daughter, they did uh, the run to the pub up there in Bozeman, so supported them. I hung out with the youngest daughter and um it's really cool they they trained really hard for it ran a good race they ran a 10k so 6.2 miles and I used to do a lot of races a lot of a lot of 10ks half marathons marathons and even a couple ultras um I like running the races they they keep you training hard towards the goal um again it's like that mental strength deal and then when you get in a race you're trying to you're trying to beat that time and push your body to your to your absolute limit to get your best time and so like I I think those are good I used to run in a bunch of them I've had a hard time lately um as I've just gone to like trail running and I I just um I support my my wife and my daughter and so proud of them for yesterday for running so hard and finishing and and I hung out with my youngest daughter and you know, we, I think my youngest daughter is going to do it next year and I need to join in with them too. You know, I'm always trying to find things that I can do with my kids and do with my wife and these, these outdoor activities or, or things that we can do together and experience together and, and kind of grow closer as a family. And so I probably need to enter these races with them and just run in them, but it's so hard. I'm, I'm so cheap. <laughs> like they're, I, you know, I, I paid for, you know, it, it isn't about who paid for what, but it's like, um, you know, for us to do, it, it's like 60 to 80 bucks per person. Like, you know, you, you, let's see. Um, I had to do math inside my head. That was 240 to $320 in entrance fees to go run six miles on a road with a bunch of other people. Like that's not, um, it's, that's, that's not what I love to do anymore. I love trail running. I love like being alone in nature, being with a buddy and going on an adventure run and like, um, taking in all the sights and sounds and smells and, and running the mountains like that's, so I found that's what I love to do. And so I, you know, I try to share that experience with my girls and get them to go on trail runs and trail hikes and things. And, 
you know, it it wouldn't be a bad deal. I can enter a race or two a season to do it with them, and especially it gives them motivation to train for it. I mean, a 14-year-old girl running a 10K, and I know my, my youngest daughter, I know she's ran a bunch of 5Ks and I, I think a 10K or two, at least one 10K. I, I can't remember, guys. I'll get bogged down here in the details, and I'll be uh, trying to sort out which races they ran. But anyways, they're, um, it's good. It gives them something to train for. It's something they can do with mom. You know, Dad, I need to join in on them too. Like I say, I get so stuck in my ways of getting to the woods and these trail runs and these things that I love, and, and also I'm so cheap. But, you know, really 240 to $320 to have like this this um, this tough thing that I do with my family and it everybody you know works really hard it's like the it's the values I want to instill into my family and 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 into my girls and so it's a really good thing they're doing that race and I just need to join in with them and support them and you know go run with those thousands of people and go finish and push myself and see what kind of times I can get and support them and so um it's a good thing I need to I need to do a little bit more of that but anyways yesterday they ran in that we had errands to run, got back, and then did some shooting with a buddy to give some lessons for a couple hours or whatever, just work on some form things with him and um, you know, work on his bow setup and make sure everything was tuned and timed and shooting right and everything matched up. And so that was really good. Met with him, and then it was late by the time we got done. And, yeah, I, I grabbed my dog, and we went for a trail run last night, so mucky and muddy out, and uh, it was raining and sideways, and that's really good for me. Like, I, I love it. I embrace it. I feel better getting it done, and then got home, did my steam and my shower. By that time, it's 8 o'clock or later, and and sit down and, and relax a little bit. So just a good day, and then today I'm really busy as well, and there's so many fun things to do, and I sometimes I get caught up in that, like um. You know, right now the the bulls are shedding like crazy. I shot, I saw a shed bull the other day. Um, not gonna tell you where, but I did see a shed bull the other day, and I haven't even had a chance to go for him. And those ones that shed early are usually the big guys too. And I used to shed hunt like a madman. Um, I used to enjoy shed season more than I enjoyed hunting. I used to go really hard during this season, and I've kind of taken a step back, and now I just kind of get out when I have a free day as I made this decision in my life that I was going to focus all my effort on bow hunting, and uh, you know, I just decided that that's what I love to do above and beyond everything else. Like, I'd pick a really good horn, and I love getting good sets and good elk horns, but I, you know, I'd, I'd get a set, and then I'd go, man, I really want to kill a bull like this with my bow. You know, every time it would go to that. And so now I just put absolutely all my effort into bow hunting. I save all my days for bow hunting, and and that's what I do and focus my time and energy on it. Um, So I don't go as hard shed season or lose my mind like I used to, um, but I still like getting out and finding those things and hiking around, and it, it really taught me a lot about elk hunting. It taught me a lot about the country elk use, their feeding, their bedding, their habits, where they go to when they're pressured, Um, you know, you're always watching bulls, you're always judging bulls and you're judging horns and then you can measure them. And in hunting horns is pretty fun. You find one and, and the season isn't over. You can keep looking. Um, we do have to be really careful that we don't put too much pressure on these elk in their winter range, you know, as they can die this season. I saw that one just giant bull on the Wyoming elk refuge that died like something like 60 inches wide or something. That seven point uh, thing was just crazy. Um, and not that it was pressure that, that, you know, did that bull in, but I know these bulls getting chased around right now before they got a good food source right in the end of winter. It's, it's tough on them. And so like, um, 
you know, and it it's tough. I like I was a horn hunter for so many years, and it's so like um, if you're not out there finding them, somebody else is, and you just try to go about it where you're not spooking bulls or running bulls out of their bedroom, or like you know you can do that later in the spring and early summer when there is good, good green grass and those those bulls are healthy again, and you know then you can go search some of those bedding spots for where those bulls are. But I just tried to never run them out, and and furthermore, it doesn't do you any good to run them out. Like uh, if you're focusing on shed horns and you run those bulls out of there into the next spot, like then you got to go find out where they went and you know where they're going to shed out there but yeah just be careful as you're out in winter time but right now is just the heart of that early shed season saw a shed bowl the other day I want to get up there and go make a grind into the mountains but it's um it's a long uh, back and forth to get back there I mean it's I'm it, it's a lot of miles and a lot of elevation through deep snow which is good I want to go do it but um so busy yesterday and then today you know I got to get this podcast out Oh, I got this archery meeting for the girls. It's our final meeting and load up trailers and things like that. I got to go to that at 3.30. And uh, then I got to fit a run in after I get done and release this, um, go on a run. But hopefully I can get like a good long hour and a half, two hour run and just grind on it and um, see, what, see, what I, see what kind of miles I can put on and elevation I can put on. So it's a good day. And then, you know, after the, the meeting's over for archery, 5.30, I'll have a little time to dink around and haven't shot the bow yet today. So shoot the bow, mess around with that a little bit. Um, the bow is really shooting good. I got to get another 3d target. Um, I mean, mine's blown out. I got to get new bags for that matter too. new bag targets. But, um, that, I think that 3d target is so good to practice at, you know, you practice on a dot for so long, like shooting and aiming at an actual animal. I, you know, I, I think it just gets you familiar with it. And it's hard when you just have this brown side and you don't have a dot to aim at or a spot to aim at. But I think that's really important for everybody to own a 3D target and be shooting at 3D targets. Um, you know, you also want to aim back off that shoulder two or three inches. Center of the body is where I like to aim and just practice that aiming spot. And it's amazing like how much more difficult that is than shooting at a dot. I also, well, because I'm cheap, as I mentioned before, I usually end up getting the smaller 3D targets. So, like, I get, like, a deer target, but it's um, it's more like shooting at, like, a coos deer or a coyote. You know, they're really small targets with really small bodies. But, you know, that also makes me better. It's a smaller target to aim at. So, hopefully, when I got a mule deer or an elk sitting out there, it's going to be a little bit easier to aim at. But those 3D targets are so important for your for your archery game, for all of our archery game, just getting getting used to aiming at those targets. So I gotta pick up a new 3D, but yeah, I get outside, mess with the bow a little bit. Bow's really shooting good. Um getting excited for I say bear season coming up here in fifteen days. Or fifteen days. April fifteenth, about thirty days away. And it starts off a little slow, but then it seems to pick up with time. And uh, going to go back to Hawaii this year. Um, you know, just so fortunate. The friends I've made over there, I just really like those guys. That, um, yeah, Robin and Sean and, and Janus, they're just three such great guys that would do anything for for each other and for their friends. And so uh, just so fortunate that, I, that I've made friends with those guys and that they invite me over there and, 
And um, I, I, I like spending time with them and hanging out with them. And, and like I said, that's part of life for me too is enjoying my family and friends and doing good things for them. And, you know, they sure had a good hunt coming out here to Montana last year. And we're trying to put something together this year, either back out to Montana here or um, and maybe even Caribou in Alaska or something, get them in on that deal. And my buddy Chase is in Alaska too, up there. Um, you know, he's going through some tough times right now. It's um, it's 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 tough on us guys. Like um, you know, I I don't know that I really need to be talking about his situation on the podcast, but you know, going through a separation, been married, he's got kids, and he's a really good guy. And his wife's a a really good gal. Like sometimes it just doesn't work out. You commit to somebody and. And you kind of grow and change as a person, and you know, I don't, I don't know the entire situation, or definitely don't want to put out any details. But I just, I feel for that guy, and he's one of my really good friends, and um, I just need to make sure that I'm, that I'm here for him, and that, um, you know, the best thing for us guys is going to do things too, like to, to sit and worry about it. Like I wish I was up in Fairbanks and I could go pick up Chase and go, come on, bud, let's go fishing, Let, let's go hit the rivers, or let's go do a trail run, or let's, you know, but it's tough being this many miles away. But all I can do is just, you know, extend my hand and just go, hey, man, I'm here for you. You know, you want to get down here and do an adventure? Chase loves to fish. And it's just like, you want to get down here and do some fly fishing or some steelhead? Just let me know. I'll take a week off work and we'll go do it. And and likewise, I'm going to be up in, in Alaska in August and, you know, let's do some caribou hunting and some fishing and just getting your buddy, like, out of that element. And then also, like, you just become such such close friends. Like, when you're out hunting, like, you're able to have these conversations you know, a lot like I'm having with you today about life and things, but you're just able to bounce ideas off each other. And, you know, Chase can talk about problems he's had and, you know, or, or having, and then I can help advise him on it or, you know, give him my two cents and, you know, hopefully help him find a, a clear mind and clarity. And so he's a really good guy. She's a really good gal. Like, um, and it, it's, they're great parents. They really care for their kids. It's going to work out. And, and sometimes it's going to be better in the end. Like it's no good for mom and dad to be unhappy at the house either. And, you know, so, so hopefully, you know, they get things worked out and I just feel for him. I feel so bad for him. It is so tough mentally on guys. And like my buddy, Dan Heverin, that was just on the podcast. I mean, he went through a bad divorce a handful of years ago and we've been hunting partners and I, I've never seen the guy so low. Like, it was rough. And he's on the other side of it now, you know, and he's got kids that he raises. But, you know, just like I was talking about before, if your stuff in your life isn't right, there is no way you can focus on hunting. And that's Dan. Like, he loves bow hunting more than anybody else out there. But when he's in so many problems, like uh, dealing with the divorce and his kids and custody and, and work and things, like, if things aren't going right in his life, he can't focus on hunting. And that's exactly what happened for, like, two or three years at least. You know, it's taken a long time to recover and get things back to normal. And now he's better than he ever was. But man, those divorces, they are tough on guys. And I, you know, my, you know, my buddy Coulter as well, he, you know, he's gone through some, some tough times and now, you know, he's, he's struggling with where to take a job. He's working in Oregon. I think I told you guys that on the podcast. Not that this is secret time about all my buddies. Hopefully I'm not saying anything that they wouldn't want me to say. And, um, you know, I definitely don't give details to their situation, but I just feel for him because I know how tough it is on him. You know, I know how tough it is on him mentally. And, you know, I watched that with Coulter this year. He did one hunt at the beginning of the season, that early Nevada hunt. He was successful back in that spot in, um, that we've hunted together before. And I was really happy for him. But, he, you know, other than that, he just couldn't find time to go because he's got 
you know, life stuff. He's trying to figure out which job and he's trying to, you know, his kids are down in Arizona now and he came back up here because that's where work was and Arizona was tough to get work. And, and then he went to uh, Oregon over there working for Sportsman Warehouse and it was just too much being away from his kids. And so he had to, um, you know, he went back to, to Arizona to be close to his kids. And I can, I can tell he's a lot happier being back there and he'll find a career. He's like a good, hardworking young guy, um, in Arizona. So he'll find something he likes to do there and, and, uh, he'll figure it out. Like he's got a good head on his shoulders, but I, I just see how mentally taxing it is on him and him going through that and the separation and the kids and the whole deal, like pretty soon hunting isn't that important to him. You know, I mean, it, it is, but it isn't, it can't be when your life, like you have so many things that you're trying to work on and do, then you get out hunting and all you think about are those problems that you have in life. And, and that's not healthier. It's not doing you any good anyways, you know? So, um, I, I guess that's it. Like I'm going to call this one mental strength, this podcast, but you know, it's, it's also just about all of us, like getting our shit together, <laughs> like getting our, getting our lives together, you know? And, and like I say, it's always a work in progress and I'm, I, I'm so fortunate. Like I, I couldn't have drawn up my life any better and I get to go enjoy things, but it, it's easy to compare yourself to other people and compare yourself. Like comparison is the, is the thief of, of happiness. You have to, you know, think about yourself, your friends and your family and, and be happy for them when they achieve things. But, but, but also, you know, be happy with yourself. Like I can, you know, I can compare myself to so many other big names in the industry and big podcasts out there. And, and, and then, you know, you get, you get feedback and, you know, it's, it's so much positive feedback, but you also get negative feedback. And, and usually a lot of times the negative feedback is true, but the deal is, is like, there's one person that doesn't like it. And, and there's another person that really like it, likes it. And so, you know, all I can do is let my personality come out on the podcast, be who I am, be truthful, be honest, uh, be authentic and, and work on having these quality conversations about hunting and, and self-improvement and life and, and, and then, you know, some people are going to like it and some people aren't. I have to be fine with that. And also not compare myself to, to other podcasts like and, and, and other other ones that are successful out there and other guys in the hunting industry. Like I'm happy for them. I know they've worked hard to get to where they are and it isn't easy. So, you know, I just be happy at where I'm at and my place and, and don't compare myself to, to everybody else. And, and I think that's the same out there with hunting too, is like not comparing yourself to somebody that, you know, just killed a, a giant buck and going, God, why did he kill that? Like I deserve it. Instead, you'd just be happy for him. And, you know, we're all on our, on our own journey. And, and, um, like we, we have to be, we have to be good where we're at. Oh, and like, that's the other thing, like hunting wise, like I, I see these guys like, um, well, I, I see these hunts that I, I would just, I would do anything to go on. And, and maybe I will someday, but like I say, I'm so cheap. I, I'm like more of the blue collar adventures. I love mule deer and elk. And then if I can draw a tag, you know, I love doing caribou. Hawaii's a blue collar hunt for me because I have my buddies out there that, that are such good guys. They give me a place to stay, rig to use, a place to hunt. They share their knowledge with me. It's just absolutely incredible. And I'm so fortunate to be able to call them as friends and, and be able to do hunts like that. But there's a lot of hunts I look at out there. Like, I, I would love to be a sheep hunter. I would love to hunt doll sheep, but I look at the cost of that deal and, you know, 15 to 20,000 for a doll sheep that is way out of my tax bracket, you know, and no matter how good a shape I get in financially, 
not that I'm rich or anything like that. Like I'm, I'm working class, but even if I sold a house or I sold a spec and I made ten, fifteen thousand dollars, like I can't, I can't spend that responsibly, like on a week long hunt. Like I, I, I just like, it's, um, you know, it's security to my family and it's, it's getting my, my life in a good shape. And I, like, I don't know, like, it's just a lot of money. And then I look at like these grizzly, like I'd love to hunt a Kodiak grizzly bear, but 30,000, 35,000 for a hunt. Like I, that's not me. Um, so I'm just getting back to like that comparison. Like, like sometimes I can get, you get jealous when you get looking around and seeing like, Oh man, those guys went on that. Oh, oh just a Kodiak grizzly bear hunt. Or they went on this doll sheep hunt. Or what about the desert sheep? 50 grand for one of those. But again, com- comparison is the thief of happiness. Be happy for those guys that they get that experience. And I get my own experience. And my own experience, I'm just glad that, that we have public lands out there and that we can do these inexpensive hunts. Um, and they're not inexpensive for us working guys. Like, you know, for me to pay $1,000 for a hunt or a couple thousand dollars for a hunt, that's something I need to budget for and save for. Like, it isn't it isn't cheap by, by no means, but it's not 50 grand. It's, uh, you know, a couple. So... You know, that's my lane and that's what I need to be happy with and embrace. And I, I can't get caught in comparing all these hunts that I'd love to go on or these dream hunts. It's like, yeah, those are great, but this is what I get to do. I get to do spring spot and stock black bears. Is it a Kodiak grizzly? No, but I, I get to do it on a budget. I get a tag for $35 and I live in this, the the most, you know, I live in this really cool spot in the Madison Valley in Montana. It's just beautiful mountains, clean air, not many people. And I can go out of every evening and I can look for these black bears and look for a, for a trophy black bear like I'm really fortunate they like I'm I'm one of the few that get to do that like I I can't be comparing myself to Kodiak grizzly bear huntings and wish I was doing that and man those guys are really doing it and I'm not like no the, my adventure is right here in this blue collar and I am super fortunate to be able to do that and same thing like the my high country mule deer like I love that more than anything you know, it's probably better than sheep. Like I think their instincts are more keen. I think their instincts are better and they live in the same pristine country. And I know like sheep are smart. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not trying to down anybody's achievements or accomplishments and sheep, sheep live in like with some of the, the, the wildest country that, that you could ever experience. But that's not, that's not me like that. That's those guys. And, and I can appreciate it and I can look at it and go, man, that's cool where they're at that country that they're at. And like, you can even kind of picture yourself there, but like I get high country mule deer. I, I get elk during the rut. Like I get all these cool things. Like I can't be comparing myself to these big mega hunts and think that I, you know, think that that would make me happy where what I'm doing is not. So uh, again, this is just my therapy session, <laughs> self-reflection to you guys. Um, but it, it's good. Um, like I say, I, I grow and feel better from it. And, and, uh, it's just sharing my thoughts that are rattling around inside my brain. I mean, um, that's what these solo podcasts are. So, oh, I think um, I think we covered it. Mental toughness. Um, just a, a bunch of random thoughts today about life and about hunting. Um, but I think they're so important, and I think they're they're key to me improving and getting better. And and I also think you know that it it, it holds some similarities like hopefully you guys will find some similarities into it to improving your life and and improving your hunting and and uh being being happier in life so um 
that's the deal. Uh, thanks as always, you guys, for all the support of the podcast. It just means the absolute world to me. Thanks for reaching out to me and letting me know. And sometimes those comments just hit me at the right time too, where you're dealing with negativity or you're, you're dealing with problems or things that went wrong and and then you know all of a sudden you get you get this message where this guy goes thanks so much i've listened to all your podcasts i really enjoy them i'm getting so much out of them and they're you know that it, it means the world to me it means the world to me that we've created this this family that are trying to help each other out on this on this podcast and i um it's one of the most meaningful things that i've done in my entire life is coming out with this podcast and it it's helped me to you know, build, build confidence in myself and self-worth. And like, I, like I've really enjoyed it. It's improving me as a hunter and, um, it, you know, talking for an hour on a recording and putting it out to you guys isn't easy to do. Like it's, it's really putting myself out there. And so many times, like I, you know, in my business and my work, like, um, sometimes I, I hold back quite a bit. Like I, I don't let my true self come out. Like I, um, um, you know, I, I worry about what people think of me. I, uh, and that's another problem I have is trying to make everybody happy all the time. Um, like I, I'll, I'll bend over backwards to make somebody happy, whether it's a client and they're, you know, that's a good thing as well, you know, is, is you want to be able to do things to, um, you want to be able to do nice things for people or do things, you know, that they appreciate on their house and fit in things. And like, you, like, like those are good, but I go over and above where I, I try to make everybody happy and I, I, I try to avoid conflict and, you know, but I, what I'll do is I'll put myself in a bad situation to make somebody else happy. Um, and, and I got to make sure that I'm not doing that, that I'm, that I'm looking out for my own well being and, and stating my own feelings in situations, and and like I say, I'm a I'm a good person and a good businessman that does right by people, and and you know I I don't ever screw anybody or I don't like <laughs> that's totally the wrong term, but I you know I don't ever take advantage of anybody. I I uh, I always choose to do the right thing, and so inside that, like I have to believe in that, and if if somebody is is complaining or trying to take advantage of me like I have to see that as well and make sure that I'm sticking up for myself and stating my own feelings and and um you know it it happens like you know and it it goes for all facets of life podcast construction just in general is like um I need to make sure that I'm looking out for myself too and and uh you know you're not going to make everybody happy like not everybody that listens to the podcast is going to gel with my personality and i get some of that you know people that don't gel with my personality and that's fine people are going to like it and some people aren't going to like it and that's just the way it's going to be i have to be okay with that and the same thing in construction i'm going to do right by everybody do the right thing but there's some people that are going to blame their contractor for problems that happen there's some people that are going to be upset at me you know, I have to be okay with that. I have to look out for, for me, my family, my business, my employees, you know, and, and, and be okay with not making everybody happy all the time, making sure that, that I make myself happy and, and my family happy, number one. Anyways, just an, another thing that I'm working on here in, in life as we go. <laughs> so um, thanks for listening in on the special Sunday episode. Um, I better shut this down. We've gone an hour so far and and uh, I better get out for a run here and, and uh, get my run in, shoot my bow, enjoy the day. Um, I am so fortunate for, for what I have and the opportunities that, I, that I've that i had. And 
um, you know, being able to create this good life for myself and this good life for my family. So I couldn't have anything, you know, I couldn't have it any better. I just need to embrace and enjoy it, manage my day, manage my happiness and, and which I'm doing. Um, so thanks guys for all the support. I sure appreciate it. Have a good weekend, a good week. And uh, I'll check in with you here, um, later on, try to get a podcast done here by midweek. Uh, we've got some really good ones recorded. So excited to, to get them out to you guys. So, um, have a good one. Thanks guys.